I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, 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 dear listeners. Welcome, one and all. Welcome to Achtung Mill, number one Mill podcast. Apologies, first of all, for a bit of a late start to today's show. I didn't, wasn't actually around for yesterday's uh, wonderful 4-0 win at Hillsborough. Big thank you to Jim Littler, incidentally, for that opening footage of the Joey Edwards song. There's a new one for you all. Uh, there, dear listeners. Um, no, I was on a on a fiftieth birthday bash yesterday, so it was a a full day. Let's leave it there, listeners. I had a bit of a slow start out of the traps this morning, um, so apologies for the the late um, edition today. I didn't actually see the game, but I did also take the chance earlier on to watch the full game uh, footage on Mill Plus TV, which you get um, normally after a little bit on the following day um, when they load it up. So. Um, that at least allows me to speak with some measure of authenticity about uh, yesterday's wonderful 4-0 win. What a start for Joe Edwards, listeners. I took the liberty of um, having a quick look at some of the more recent managerial starts um, by comparison with, with yesterday's 4-0 win. Um, the best comparable, I suppose, if you want to put it this way, management start would be Mark McGee going back to September 2000 with a 4-1 win at Peterborough United for Mark McGee when he took over from Rhino and Macca for anything com- that will compare with that excellent um, win yesterday at Hillsborough. I know that Sheffield Wednesday are a club deep in trouble, but uh, nevertheless, you can only beat those that turn out against you. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the most comparable. We've got two new wins for Wise in October 2004 over Sheffield United. Lomas uh, actually beat Leeds 2-0 in August 2014. And Gary Rowett got a 2 0 win against Stoke, but uh, no one has matched a four goal spread uh, such as Joe Edwards yesterday. So, anyway, um, this, we've got quite a bit of content for you. Big, big thank you to everyone that sent me messages and voice notes, including Jim. We'll come back to Jim's full voice note in a little bit. Um, so, I just want to say thank you to everybody for um, basically supplying me with a show this week. So, I didn't see the game live as I've said, but um, with your help and your backing and and your contributions, we've managed to get, I hope, an entertaining show together for you today, listeners. Anyway, first up, 
I'm going to play you a little conversation that I had earlier this afternoon with sports journalist and uh, manager of International Surrey FC, Matt Nash. Let's, let's t- uh, play that for you now. It's a huge welcome on the show now to uh, journalist, friend of the show, International Surrey manager. It's Matt Nash. How are you doing, Matt? I'm very well, Nick. You you good? Yeah, yeah. Well, much, much better after yesterday's result. I was following it in a... It's not called a beef eater anymore. It's called something like Miller and Carter, the steakhouse <laughs> <laughs> in, in deepest, deepest Gants Hill. Um, and so I was following it on, on the um, the club app alerts yesterday. What a result. What a vindication for Joe Edwards. Edwards ball starts here, Matt. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I don't think any of us saw that great start coming. Nick, in, even in our no. oldest dreams, did we? So um, very good. No. Great start, flying start for the new manager. And... Um, I guess we just hope he pushes on from here, really, and that the team are kind of buying into what he's done. We know Sheffield Wednesday are not a great side. That's the only thing that kind of um, balances that result out for me, is that they're obviously, at the moment, destined to head back to League One. But um, a great result for us to to get started. And, yeah, great great start for Joe, because that was a bit of a banana skin for me yesterday. Nick, I don't know what you thought. As a first game, Wednesday kind of having won their first match last week. Yeah. Um, sort of felt like that might not be the easiest opener for Joe, really. No, it felt like a... a I mean, it's the classic situation, Matt, isn't it? I mean, you know, we, we're going away. Um, they've had a very poor season. they got all sorts of issues going on at the club, the change in management. And you could just feel 1-0 to Sheffield Wednesday. Someone put on Twitter <laughs> that you just know how this game's going to finish. Lee Gregory didn't play yesterday, but he was almost um, scripted to get that late, late winner, you know, for, for Wednesday. But um, I thought it was, I mean, I've only got the, I've only seen the extended highlights listeners. So, you know, f- full disclosure here. I didn't see the game live. Um I mean, one thing I would say, Matt, just looking at the highlights today, um, I think one thing with this Edwards ball, I think I'm going to christen it from here onwards, we've got to accept that we will be pushing forwards, which will leave gaps in defence, because there was a couple of moments where perhaps a better team than Wednesday might have got some some goals in, in, in the net yesterday. Now, that's balanced by the fact that we look in the score when we go forwards, which is a bit of a revelation, but we're going to have to accept that we might, it won't always work. Do you know what I'm saying? It's We, we might concede a few goals. Absolutely. That's the thing, isn't it? When we come up against the top sides, um, it's going to be a testing one for us. And how do we play? Because we're so used to being out of possession, aren't we? You know, to, to suddenly yeah. be an attacking side and to want the ball and to go at teams. Yeah, as you say, it's, it's bound to leave gaps. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting ride. Was it? I think that was the way I put it to you the other day in the text. And I, I really do think it's going to be a massive change of, culture for us on the playing side and as fans and we're going to have to get yeah. used to the fact I think that we you know we're going to win a few we're going to lose a few we're going to probably take some tough lessons along the way this season but um, if you employ a manager who's managing for the first time as a number one who's 38 then you're going to get that you know he's, he's not going to be the finished article he's learning on the job really and it? it's exciting but also it's going to be a, you know a reality check probably at times yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, the reason that um, Matt and I got together today, listeners, is that Matt was at the press conference on, uh, was it Friday, Matt, where you, you did Thursday. the pre-match? Um, Thursday, Thursday, yeah. sorry. Um, and I think that, you know, that just looking on as a, as a kind of a social media follower, if you want to put it that way, I think everyone's being really impressed by the way that uh, Joe Edwards is conducting himself. He comes across as quite an impressive 
figure, doesn't he? Yeah, I was very impressed by him. He spoke very well, Nick, first of all. Um, spoke very confidently. That, you know, this is a young guy who's done so much in the coaching world. Yeah. I, I think I spoke to you when we met at Surrey earlier in the season about you know coaching and management and such different things. So um, for him, this is a leap. For the club, it's a bit of a leap because he spoke a lot about changing the shift from being out of possession to in being good in possession. So I think there's going to be a, a real kind of awakening for him. But when you win 4-0 in your first game, you can then kind of take <laughs> things a bit more in your stride, hopefully, can't you? you know, go and win 4-0 well, away from home. But yeah, He no, set himself a high bar there, Matt, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah that's really. But no, a very impressive kind of young guy, really, who, who you know, as I say, has done so much in the coaching world that he's got complete faith in his ability, rightly so, um, to come in mid-season and turn a team that is used to being kind of without the ball into one that is comfortable on the ball. And it's a big task to do that. I think we were 18th before kickoff yesterday. So Yeah, we are up to 15th, I think, um, if I'm looking rightly. Yeah, I think it's 15th in the table now. So, big benefit yesterday's, yesterday's win. Uh, 15th, yeah, there we are, on 20 points. So, we, we've eased away from that um, bottom three, you know, worry, um, certainly for the moment. Um, I suppose we've got to do it at home, Matt, haven't we? We've got, we've got, to, we've got to take this more attack-minded format to the to the den and start to get some of these results at, at, at home. It was a great start yesterday, and, and you know we, we don't want to um, downplay that. But doing it at home has been a bit of a problem for uh, the Gary Rowett version of Millwall this season. Yeah, it's, it's been a bit miserable at times, hasn't it? Really, it's um... <laughs> a good way to put it. <laughs> Probably since about what maybe March or April, maybe. I don't seems know. like forever. Seems like forever, doesn't it? But this year, it's not been a good calendar year for us at the Den at all, really, has it? Um, no, Blackburn no. last season being the kind of nadir, really. Um, and some really yeah. sort of heavy. The, the Leeds defeat was, was an ugly one, wasn't it? And the, the defeat on the John Berylson Memorial match as well. So, yeah, um, yeah. I think yeah. this is the thing, isn't it? He's, Joe's going to want to play at home on the front foot and with a lot of the ball. Some games that's going to be easy. Some games that's going to be tough. You know, in this league, there are some really good sides and some really poor and average sides, aren't there? So it's going to be yes. a real mixed bag. I think this is. I was thinking about this, um, listening back to him this morning and what he was saying at the presser because, you know, there's no perfect middle manager, is there? Like, you know, no. perhaps no. some people might have gone for Kevin Muscat as, as that, but you know, whatever he does, he's going to upset or alienate some people, I'm sure, but. Yeah, the fans wanted more attacking football or less boring football, you know, for want of a better phrase than it was under Rowett. So, yeah. I think we're going to get that. It's just, you know, it's going to be entertaining, I think. It's just whether it's going to be sustainable and it's going to be working out in the long run to get us to where we want to be, I suppose. But um, it's going to be an interesting ride. And, and this is a really good guy, to, I think, to be on board with Nick as well, you know. This is a guy who... Um, is kind of in demand a little bit, I think. You know, I'm not sure that um, we're not looking at potentially a very, very, you know, good future manager here. But he's obviously got to go and do it now. You know, all the sort of praise in the world is gonna is fine to an extent, but now he's got to go and prove himself, I suppose, at the deep end in bleak midwinter at Coldblow Lane, doesn't he? So <laughs> I suppose he's going to take take advantage of the January window to start to bring in some players. Um, and he's very well connected, Matt. I mean, I, I was, I, 
this, this will make listeners laugh. I was telling my wife this over over lunch yesterday about his, his, the new manager's connection. She wasn't terribly interested in it, but um, <laughs> I thought I was going to tell her anyway. You know, his, his contact list, including the you know some really really big names in the game. Um, and you'd think that January will see a few names coming in, possibly some going out. But at the moment, he's got the the Rowett squad to pick from. His, his, his team choice yesterday was a fairly, um, you know, straight down the line, Gary Rowett-esque selection in terms of names. Um, but maybe just a different emphasis and maybe expectations on players that perhaps one or two of us, and I include myself, have thought as being rather limited. Maybe if you if you put, you know, more responsibility on certain positions in, in in the current side maybe they'll maybe they step up to it because it seemed like that's what we, we saw a little bit of yesterday I mean um Wes Harding's Wes Harding's turned into a goal scoring machine when apparently he only scored twice for Rotherham in 150 odd appearances so it's interesting how you know what he's got what he's got to work with at the moment Matt but it seems like you know the players are relishing the the chance to show what they can do I think so and you basically said exactly what he said in the presser. It's almost like you were there. Uh, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making out because I read your text. <laughs> he, he said exactly that. And he said he won't be too proud to call on his connections for sure, whether that's January or next summer. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, this is a guy, as you rightly say, very well connected in the game, very highly regarded, very well thought of. Um, and I think it's just that transition, isn't it, from like really highly regarded young coach into... Can you do it on the hoof championship Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday? But um, he's kind of what, what he was saying on Thursday was he, he's kind of drilling into the players that, you know, I can kind of get more out of you. Yeah. With no disrespect to the previous management, he made that quite clear. But he, he wants to get more out of the players that are already there as well and that they might have hidden depths. Now, that I hear some sniggers somewhere <laughs> in the background, as I say, that, but there may be hidden talents to some of the players we've already got. So, um, we might see uh, Jake Cooper's underlapping runs uh, come back. Maybe they'll make a comeback. We did we did see that when, when Gary Rowett first began. I mean, and, and on a serious note, um, you know, yesterday there was a, mo- a move yesterday which which broke down and, and it gave Wednesday a chance to break forwards in, in the highlights. But uh, Jake was pressing forwards, looking to play a forward pass. And, you know, we've seen that before, uh, Matt. And it's, there's clearly something in the player to, to be able to do stuff like that. And I dare say some of the others. We've mentioned Wes Harding. Murray Wallace got on the in, in in the score sheet again yesterday, so it's good to see you know these kind of um, uh, fixtures in our side suddenly acquiring a little bit more responsibility. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a very interesting process to follow, as long as we don't all get too carried away. But I suppose it's real warm, Matt, isn't it? Getting carried away is in our DNA, isn't it? This is very true, um, and I think that's that thing. If he's got, he's a very modern young coach coming to a place where we like kind of tradition um, in our game and it's yeah. kind of marrying those two together I suppose and how that works out and you know getting those goals from set pieces and headers from the big men coming up from corners and what have you but also trying to play and score you know you've got great players there like Zian Fleming who surely can kind of build a team around and how do you get yeah. Bradshaw Nisbet Fleming playing in the same team together maybe and get the best out of your mark to an essay so these are all yeah. questions that I'm sure he's looking at. He would have looked at the squad, I think, and thought there's real potential here. You know, this is a guy, again, who I think probably could have bided his time and waited for something else to come along. Where Absolutely. He didn't necessarily, you know, he didn't necessarily need to jump into the fire. No, there, he's, no. He's chosen no. to do it, so I think he must have seen something there, Nick, that he can really work with and improve. 
I can't let you go, Matt, before we mention two great goals, two of the best goals I think we've all seen in, in a long while at the uh, following Millwall. That's Jill Savile's volley yesterday, which was a, a thing of beauty. I mean, obviously, you don't always catch those right. And I, I, I think I read that Joe Edwards said he scored it off his shin, which I think might have do it a bit of an injustice. But that was a beautiful strike to make it 2-0. And then the, the, the late finish, really, from... Uh, Brooke Norton Cuffey, which is a wonderful drifting run in from the right side and, and, a, and a, a finish of beauty. Um, I mean, obviously, Savile has had his, he's had, he's had a rough ride this season, but it's great to see Jules Savile um, seemingly starting to enjoy his football again, a crucial member of yesterday's win. And Brooke Norton Cuffey, I think, is such a flair player. I mean, I know he's only a lone player, so he's not ours, but it bodes well, really, Matt, um, in both cases, I think. You know, two great goals. Yeah, I think if you're picking the best eleven, George Savile's in it, isn't it? Um, yeah, for, for most absolutely. Of it. So, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a fresh start for him, I suppose, because he's been mostly out of the team this season, um, but a crucial kind of part and a, a sort of Millwall player, really. So nice to see him back. A really good goal, and we know he's capable of great stuff. So maybe he's a player that Joe Edwards can get a lot more out of. Um, I don't know if they ever crossed paths because Savile was at Chelsea as a youngster. Yes, he was. Yeah, um, they must have done, mustn't they, at some point in, the, in, in, in a career at, at, based out of Chelsea originally. But no, I mean, I, I thought it was a wonderful, wonderful strike, and um, you know, that's 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 hopeful news for the season. That's still, there's still quite a lot of football to be played. You know, I think we've all tended to write this season off, but I think if we can get some form going, anything's possible still. So, um, wonderful stuff. If you're wondering where Matt is, listeners, he's, he's, you're, you're at Brighton versus Sheffield United this afternoon, Matt, aren't you? That's right. Yeah, heading down there now. Yeah, covering covering the Premiership, mate. So um, that'll be interesting. If you want to talk about teams who like to play out of possession, then it's Sheffield United, isn't it? They won't have much of the balls. So <laughs> <laughs> no, make us look like Barcelona. Yeah, that's right. Well, I want to say a big thank you, Matt. Uh, you've got work to do this afternoon, mate, so I won't keep you any longer. Um, really appreciate your time. Cheers, Nick. Achtung, Huge thank you, Matt. As you will have gathered, dear listeners, he was in um, a Starbucks or a Costa or some trendy kind of coffee joint of some sort. Hence the, the background music, um, which I tried to cut out as best I could. Um, or do you like it? Would you like me to introduce more lift elevator music to uh, to voice over on these shows? Do let me know. Um, yeah, just a one-two points. Thinking about the conversation there with with Matt. As I said earlier, I've, I've now watched the full the full show on on uh, Mill TV, which is a great service. It only costs you a fiver a month, and you know I don't watch it for the um, the silly kind of player quizzes or the mucking about bits, if you like. But the, the match coverage is, is, is really good. You certainly get better extended highlights for your £5 a month, which for me, you know, that's a, what, a magazine or something, isn't it? Magazine level. Um, but you, you get good, longer, 10-minute long uh, highlights rather than the YouTube uh, goal clips that you see for nothing. Um, but also, if you want it, like I did today, to get a sense of the, 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 uh, the, you know, the, the game yesterday, you get a full recording during the course of the Sunday normally. Of, of the game. So it's very good. Um, I'm not on any kind of bumpsy bumpsy from the club there. Um, but if they do want a bumpsy bumpsy, then, you know, here I am. Um, yeah, coaching links. Um, it's going to be an interesting period ahead. Looking at the game yesterday, I thought that um, 
that the main change in tactics was a reduction in a good reduction in those aimless long balls forward. Um, the the kind of balls forward that we were complaining about versus Watford recently, and more um, you know hurtfully against Southampton last week, where you are getting the ball, Mill getting the ball, and then giving it straight back to the opposition with an aimless long pass to nobody. Or um, perhaps the Tom Bradshaw who can't um, compete physically with the uh, defender he's up against. And all you get then is a relentless wave tide of opponents coming back at you with the ball each time. Um, that Wednesday weren't on no, either of those two sides level. So that's a big caveat for everything regarding that win yesterday, which is an excellent one. But uh, we didn't give the ball away so cheaply. And, you know, there are areas in the, in the win. It wasn't... Um, there's always room for improvement. I'm sure Joe Edwards will take a lot out of yesterday's game. A lot of good stuff, but also there's going to be areas where he looks at it um, more sconce, perhaps, um, because defensively, I think that on another day against the better side, uh, we might have had one or two problems, but uh, thankfully Sheffield Wednesday were were wasteful. It's going to be interesting to see the hidden talents of some players come out. And I, you know, it's easy to joke about that, listeners, but I do think. That's going to be the emphasis. I'm really impressed, by the way, with Wes Harding. I think there is more to come from Wes Harding. I think he's a he's a player that's um, taking the ball forwards yesterday, as, as we saw with Jake Cooper a little bit yesterday. But Wes Harding particularly got forward. He scored a brilliant finisher's um, poacher's goal for the third one, which gave him a nice cushion at the start of the second half. And I think there's some... There's, you know, for a player that came to us with... Um, so what ringing in his ears from from the online um, Twitterati, but I really think there's a, there's a lot more to come from Wes Harding. I think he could prove to be an under the radar signing. There's a clear um, you know talents of the likes of Zian and Casper Denor, but I think Wes could prove to be a bit of a diamond in the rough. Anyway, let's move along now, listeners. This is a voicemail show. Thanks to everybody for submitting their voicemails. Uh, let's have a quick listen now to Adam Wicks to start us off. Hello, Nick. Just Adam Wicks here. Just uh, leaving my thoughts after yesterday's excellent 4 0 win uh, away at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, yeah, uh, great performance. Obviously, any, anyone who, who, who was there or watched it somehow um, would have seen um, vastly improved performance to anything we've sort of seen over the last month or two, really. Um, the players all work really hard, move the ball around fantastically well, um, were clever. Um, I thought there's a couple of really fantastic individual performances. I thought Nort- Norton Cuffey was outstanding. Um, Denor just continues to impress and just keeps keeps offering for the ball, moving the ball around um, really well. Defensively, we looked we looked solid. Bart made a few good saves. Um, I think you've got to caveat it all, obviously, with with the fact that Sheffield Wednesday are a, a really bad side and certainly relegation fodder. Um, but you can only beat what's in front of you. Um, Look like the players had a, a bit were sort of playing with a bit more freedom. Whether that just be a little bit of mental freedom that they were playing with, um, I don't know. But obviously, a great way for uh, Joe Edwards to get off the 
get off the mark and get up and running. Um, long may it continue. I'm I'm quite excited to see how things progress. Um, anyway, fantastic. Good time for the international break. He's got a couple of weeks to work with them, and I look forward to seeing seeing what what we what we sort of turn turn in against Coventry, which will be a much harder challenge. Anyway, come on, you Lions. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, international break. Um, it's come at a really good time. Um, you know, the amount of work clearly that's gone in to change the approach. I'm not, I wouldn't want to give the impression, listeners, that we were watching any kind of, um, you know, uh, Barcelona-style um, effort yesterday. It was probably fairly basic, simple stuff, such as not giving the ball back to the opposition constantly. But you can only ever take a step in the right direction. Who was it? Was it Chairman Mao that said a, a thousand mile journey begins with one step? And that first step was taken yesterday in um, in in Sheffield. Uh, but yeah, I think more more work clearly to be done. I I do worry a little bit that we looked a bit uh, open at the back. That will be a price of going forwards, and that's going to be something we have to accept. I'm going to have to you know, um, reconcile myself to the fact that we will look a bit open at the back. Bart did keep us in the game. A couple of decent saves yesterday in the second half for Sheffield Wednesday. They, they were poor, as, as Adam said, and Bart's kept us in it. Um, but that's that's the, that's the cost of sending your men forwards. And we do look a lot better with that approach of football, that style of football rather, than um, the dead hand, the dread hand of Gary Rowett controlling things from the sidelines so yeah well done well done to uh joe edwards yesterday now deserving of his own song as we played at the start of today's proceedings next up dear listeners we're going to be having a listen to john rankin show regular mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Good morning, Nick, and good morning, dear listeners. Just some observations on the away win up at um, Hillsborough. Uh, we journeyed up and took the coach up with the Millwall fans. It's a long, long trip, but well worth the, um, well worth the journey, really. Is this the start of a new chapter? <clears throat> 
in the uh, history of Millwall, a lot of sports think it is, that I was talking to yesterday, the main difference was um, playing the ball out from the back, as far as I could see. You know, amazing. If you cast your mind back to a couple of weeks ago, the pattern of Millwall play was goalkeeper either hoofed it out, um, especially in the era of George Long. I mean, he was brought in particularly just to bomb it into the opposition penalty area. Um, so goalkeeper kicked it out or passed it out to Jake, who then passed it sideways to Murray. Maybe Murray had passed it sideways back to Jake and then they'd try and look for Bradshaw with a long ball. Whenever we played it into the midfield, it kind of broke down and we couldn't really put more than three or four passes together. But yesterday, totally different. Um, you know, what's happened to Murray Wallace and Jake Cooper and um, and our midfielders, uh, you know, coming and showing for the ball, dropping very deep, playing triangles out of defence. There was one move where we went right away up the pitch, uh, resulting in a corner. Uh, with Bart, you know, rolling the ball out to Murray Wallace. Great, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, players receiving the ball, head up, look around, make a simple pass and another player showing for the ball and progressing up the pitch. Uh, we could do with more of that. However, there is a caveat, of course. Sheffield Wednesday were pretty poor. I was looking at some of their players and a couple of their wingers and wing-backs you know, were passing the ball out of play and, um, and their defence just melted away. So there is a caveat to all that, but all in all... Um, a really, really nice style of play. Uh, pick out players for me, Norton Cuffey, obviously, uh, played really well. The midfield, George Savile, fantastic game and a beautiful goal. Fantastic shot into the left-hand corner. We were right behind it. Um, Bart Bielkowski, fantastic uh, performance from him. So all in all, you know, a very competent performance. Nice to see Joe Edwards come down and, and uh, take our applause and also... Uh, waved to us before the game as well. So, just some reflections on Sheffield. I mean, they had 25,000 supporters there and they were dished that up, a 4-0 drubbing at home. So, imagine how they feel. Um, you know, two massive clubs in that town and two massive underperformers, I think. Uh, so, real sort of English heritage there in, uh, in, in footballing terms. But we went up there, we did the job and, uh, you know, Great performance. Look forward to seeing what happens in the future now with that style of play. So, come on your lines. Thank you, John. Um, good to hear some optimism knocking around. I don't know about you, dear listeners, um, but there's a buzz. I mean, we're talking to Neil on, on the show the other day and just reading the, the internet reaction. Now, I get that the Twitter reaction can always swing from despair to relation back to despair and so on, zigzag. But it's just lovely to feel a bit of um, a bit of buzz and excitement about the den because that's what's gone missing certainly this this season anyway, um, and chunks of last season, last couple of seasons. Um, I find myself just as listening to John speaking now, just thinking to myself. Um, there's a debate online between Gary Rowett's contribution to the club, and let's not forget that he actually got us placed. Um, eighth last season was it eighth or ninth? We went close to, you know, the playoffs, and it, of course we had the nervous breakdown on the, on the against Blackburn. But leave that aside, um, we were consistently finishing in the top ten, which is historically a wild achievement by by Millwall. You know, that's that's something that um, is to Gary Rowett's credit. I rather get a sense that obviously we, we we're suddenly um, tuned into the, the Joe Edwards revolution. Um, but it's easy to forget that as 
uh, as drab as the football could be. It did achieve fairly high league placings. That's going to be Joe's challenge because we've all demanded more entertainment, not least me. Um, I do want to go to the den and come away feeling like I've had, um, you know, what's that Danny Baker phrase that you've been plugged into the national grid electricity for for 90 minutes. Um, hopefully with a win. So we're demanding entertainment, but the price of entertainment is you lose some. And um, Rowett's form this season was not good enough. We, we all um, accept that. But it's easy to um, downplay his achievements. And um, I'm not sure where I'm going with that debate, but it's just, uh, just, to, just to say it, because at the moment um, we're still all kind of giddy on the new relationship, aren't we? New chapter, as, as John says there. I just want to say, by the way, listening to the um, footage earlier on on Millwall Plus TV, the, the game footage, well done. Absolutely well done to those 1,500 Millwall fans for journeying up there yesterday. I would have loved to have been there with you, but, um, you know, wasn't wasn't possible for me. But it really, the noise really came over well. And as John says there, 25,000, we'll say, what, about 23,500 Wednesday fans in one of the great iconic stadiums of the game. But they do look like a poor side, and they do look like they're drifting downwards, downwards, downwards. Um, George Savile, man of the match. How do you feel, dear listeners? That's certainly an impression that I got from watching the game earlier on. Um, and he was a player that was in the cold with Gary Rowett. That was probably the most damning thing in the end for, for the Rowett regime, because look at his contribution yesterday. So uh, for me, uh, George Savile, man of the match. You could talk about Casper uh, Denor as well, who's uh, an excellent player. Let's have a listen now to Matt Webb, dear listeners. Morning, Nick. Morning, listeners. Matt Webb here. We wasn't expecting that, was we? Um, that, for me, undoubtedly, was one of the best wins and performances Mill have put in for such... Well, I actually could not remember. Has been a few seasons. That Everyone on that park, for me, played... Like they were enjoying themselves. We keep saying about the shackles being taken off these players. I think we saw that yesterday. I saw them come into the ground of our coach. They looked like they were they were focused. The manager looked happy and relaxed. They, they just, there was a different aura about them, and you saw that on the pitch. They were playing with smiles on their faces. They had the freedom. They were doing the the. the the, the intricate play, you know, it was it was all round a complete Millwall performance and the result proved it. OK, Sheffield had a 10-minute spell, I would say, where they had a bit of dominance, but by then they were 3-0 down. So they had nothing to lose. And yes, they are crap and they will be going down. They're in banging trouble. But I'm not talking about them, I'm focusing on us. It was such an enjoyable performance everyone from the back line looked confident on the ball it was sticking to them and and the rewards were there when we got four different goal scorers which i love i love i, I don't want one goal scorer that scores 25 30 goals if you give me five players that have scored 10 plus goals or and, and a few more elsewhere that, that's fine with me but going to the goals, Wallace's free header from a corner, yeah, had leapt up well, bullet, good header. The second goal, the moment Georgie Savile hit that ball, 
I was right behind it. I stood up. I knew that was going. He, Georgie Savile's strike was brilliant. What's that, 20, 20 plus yards? Quality. And then the other two goals, which you've got to take your hat off to likes uh, of Bradshaw closing down the goalkeeper for Wesadinho, shall we call him, after all these silly little zoos that he does. And then the last one, Brooke Norton Cuffey. Fantastic play again down the right side with Bradshaw and Honeyman. So then we was like discussing, well, you know, all the players played well. All the players had a smile on their faces. Who was the man of the match? Well, you know, Casper was, was, was again unbelievable. Literally bossing that midfield. He made Barry Bannon, who has been a thorn in our side over the past few seasons, look average. Murray Wallace looked comfortable at the back. Cooper looked comfortable, very good at the back. Bart made a couple of good saves again. But I'm actually want to give the man of the match for me today, or should I say yesterday, to George Honeyman. He, for me, he was the best player for me on that pitch. And yes, I was glad to see him go off, but do you know what? He ran his socks off and, the, and was involved with nearly everything that Millwall were doing, attacking-wise. Attacking, that's what was fantastic, beautiful to watch. You know, we're so used to scoring a goal from a corner and then sitting back. But the boys wanted just to keep on going on and on. And it could have been five. It could have been six. And we were chanting, we want five. But I'm not going to be grumpy scoring four and letting him none. It's quite funny, actually, Nick, before we left, or well, reading the programme on the train home, Millwall have only won three times there. And, and lo and behold, they've, they've always been, uh, they've only won four games at Den. So really, truthfully, this sort of fixture... The home team would be the dominant team and won. So it was so nice to see us turn turn one over at Hillsborough. So have a good two-week break, guys. It's going to be, an, it, you know, it's nice to go into a t an international break with that win and a smile on our faces. So enjoy it. We just need to keep that momentum. And I think we will. I think we're going to play another struggling team in Coventry. And... We just need to transfer that away result performance to the home games now. And the fact that he's got now two weeks to do to like really work with the team even more, I think we're going to see something special. Come on, you Lions. Matt, I'm going to nick Wesadinho, mate. You can't throw little catchphrases like that around me and not expect me to steal them outright. Wesadinho, I love that. Um, for, for Wes Harding, yeah, the goal-scoring machine. Um, nice nice piece there from Matt Webb. Big thank you to him. Um, I think you're right about the enjoyment, the E-word, shall we call it. Um, you know, many's the time everyone in and around the den, I think, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn and saying this has been, you know, we've been leaving the den bored, rigid, and, and feeling like, why do we come back to this place? And that, retaining that sense of, in, or recovering that sense of enjoyment is going to be a massive, massive thing. And that was a great start yesterday. You might be able to hear some fireworks outside. It is Diwali night tonight. So um, let's get uh, let's get with it and say happy Diwali to everybody. Um, it's just dawned on me. I'm 36 minutes into the show, listeners, and I haven't done our pundit games. .co.uk question. Um, 
I hope you're missing it. I, I, I like doing this. It's a wonderful quiz game. We have a, a partnership this season with Pundit. And every sale of the board game with Christmas looming um, helps uh, benefit the Lions Food Hub, which is which is a wonderful thing. So um, if you do go online, punditgames.co.uk, um, select the Mill drop-down, Achtung Mill drop-down, and that means that the Lions Food Hub will benefit from um, a donation by Pundit Games every time they sell one. Um, but I always give you a teaser question, and I've come a long way into the show without doing our teaser questions. So I'm going to give you, ask you the question, and I'll give you the answer straight afterwards. We're not going to muck about with any silliness of hanging on to the end of the show. If you don't want to, dear listeners, you should be at the end of the show through choice and not through uh, me trying to compel you with some weasel trick of uh, a question unanswered. Anyway, um, so this is an English English national team question. This is one for the older listeners. Um, maybe some younger listeners might know it. Well done if you do. But this is um, it's a young manager theme. We've got a young manager at Millwall now. And England's first and youngest but longest serving national manager took the reins in 1946. This is a former Manchester United player. Uh, led the three lines through four consecutive World Cups, paving the way for Mr. Alf Ramsey, Sir Alf, uh, obviously after 1966. Um, this this um, manager modernised the English national team, introduced youth teams as well, and is a British footballing giant. Um, if you know this answer, then well done to you. He predates Alf Ramsey. Um, from uh, he managed from 1946 to 1962. Uh, Alf Ramsey took over in 1963 to 74. Um, if you know the answer to the question, well done. If you don't, the name of that man, a footballing giant that you probably should know, because um, I make pundit right there that he is a major name in the game for the reasons they've said. But it was Walter Winterbottom. Walter Winterbottom, name from the past there. So that's the kind of question you get in pundit games. You answer five questions in a row, um, and you score a goal, and you beat your opponent playing for... Well, the time scale you said, 90 minutes if you like. Good game, punditgames.co.uk. Let's move along though. Let's have a listen to Jim Hackett, dear listeners. Morning, Nick. Jim Hackett after uh, a night after the new manager's first game and what a good game it was for us. I think if he had to choose one game to play to get his feet under the table, I think it was that one. I think Sheffield Wednesday were pretty poor. But at the same time, we all know that uh, often enough it's become our banana skin to, to fold against teams like that. So a great result performance-wise. You can see what he's trying to do. I think uh, the players did their best to, to play passing football. I think at times they were playing a little bit too much passing in our own defensive third. But at the same time, you've got to admire their, their uh, courage, if you like, to, to try and give him what he wants. I think as a whole, we look great going forward. Still a little bit suspect at the back, but Bart probably had his best game so far and, and pulled off a couple of nice saves that kept us in the game and at the same time allowed us then you know, to score our four goals. So, you know, defensively, I think we've still got a bit of work to do, but he's got a couple of weeks now with the international break to, to try and sort something out there. But going forward, you can see, I think the, the fact that he put... Um, Longman and Honeyman in there and as the wide players showed you that what he wants is a bit of energy that can get right across the pitch and and as we're pushing forward and defending further forward from the front the front two actually had a bit of bit of assistance 
it wasn't just Bradshaw chasing around his own. He had help with uh, Fleming and then the two wide players. So I'd, I think that showed straight away that we're actually going to play a little bit more front foot football. We're going to defend a bit further up the pitch. We're not just going to sit on a lead, which was nice. And I think the fact that we scored the goals in the first half um, didn't flatter us at all. Because I think every time we went forward, Sheffield Wednesday looked like a, a bag of nails. And you know, I was very happy with that. But I think at half-time, I was probably like the majority of our supporters, hoping that we would get another goal and put the game to bed rather than allow them to get a goal and you know give us that stress that we normally get. So once we got the third, I think it was uh, not all done and dusted because Sheffield Wednesday kept going You know, to their credit. But at the same time, we always looked dangerous and with a bit better quality in that final third, um, players making poor decisions at different times. We really could have, you know, scored five or six, but we're never going to moan about a four-nil win. We'd never moan about a one-nil win away. So we got a lovely result yesterday. A great start to the Joe Edwards tenure, and let's hope now we can go forward. I think he's got that two weeks. If he can't get them doing a little bit more defensive-wise, then you know it will be a shame. But you know, I think if you look around the team, all the back four played their part yesterday. I think Harding is really, for whatever reason, Rowett didn't play him. He's uh, shoving it up his backside because he was uh, good yesterday. And the two wide players, um, Norton Cuffey and Murray, you can see they want to play football. I think for Norton Cuffey, he's that sort of player anyway. But for Murray, he, he looked, he, he's got so much confidence in his game yesterday that that he might be a better footballer than we all give him credit for. So good on him. And then obviously got our midfield the two in the centre, I thought, uh, Donore and uh, Sav, fantastic. Every time the, the ball needed winning, that somebody was closing them down. I think with Honeyman and, and Longman there, there was players gathering around the opposition to win the ball back and showing lots of energy. So, yeah, very happy with that. And then I think Fleming, again, I think he's been OK for the last few games and he just carrying that on yesterday. I think if we have got a... And I can't say it's a weak link because Bradshaw does work his knackers off up there. But I think you can see with the passing game that, that, that Edwards wants to play, it might be better with um, Nisbet up there because he's better with the ball at his feet. He did have a little nick at the end where he nearly scored a goal. And it, it's that sort of thing I think that Tom Bradshaw can't do that Nisbet can. Uh, if it's about hard work, then obviously Bradshaw's the man. But you like to think now that he wants that extra bit of quality going forward and he wants us to make us create more chances then Nesbitt might be the man and it could be they can play the both together but I think overall nobody's going to moan about the result yesterday nobody will moan about the performance and if anything it just gives us a great lift going into the break what we've got to do now is is hope that when we do come back and we, we get back to the den in a couple of weeks that that good feeling continues and uh, we've got everybody there I think what, a couple of the pluses yesterday was also the, you know the subs that came on you know we looked like we didn't miss a beat. I think Leonard came on and showed what qualities he's got anyway as a right back if he wants to play him there. And obviously Romain come on and, and look the part. So hopefully we go on to better things now. And, you know, the, the feeling now for the next couple of weeks within the Millwall camp and within the Millwall supporters camp is going to be fantastic. So have a good international break, everybody. And come on, you Lions. Thank you, Jim. Uh, rainy day or rainy night in Georgia. Well, the Midlands possibly um, by the sounds of it yeah I do agree though Jim about the defence I do think that um, 
you know, we, we, we rode our luck a little yesterday. We both made one or two great saves against what was a poor attack, but um, so a better team might have expected to have scored a couple there, which might have changed the the end game. But um, defensively, that's been an issue for a while. I, I do find the idea that there are hidden depths to some of these players an intriguing one. There might not be, of course. I think this is where patience is going to be required of the mill support. But I, do you know what? I, I I don't buy this idea that we're some kind of tyrannical um, support base that can't see where there's a work in progress and where players are being, um, you know, the, 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 the football's being played in the right way. Um, players may succeed, they may fail. If they're giving 100% in that endeavour, I really do believe, you can call me naive out there, listeners, if you like, but I do believe that we've got it in us to show a, a modicum of patience for the transition that's going to be going to be required. So huge thank you there to, to Jim Hackett. Uh, we're going to move along now. Let's have a listen to Bill Slack. I always like Bill's um, interjections. Let's have a listen to, to Bill. Hello, Nick. Bill Slack. I've got a bit of a bone to pick with you, actually. Um which is a little bit awkward seeing as it's your show, but um, two weeks ago I sent in a voicemail to you saying that um, we we need to restructure the club and, and forget about this manager of the football team and go down the head coach route. You know, we needed someone who'd coached top youth players in the country, um, have some experience at a big London club like Chelsea, and I specifically said there's a lad called Joe Edwards coaching the, the England under-20s or... 21s um, and you never put it on for reasons best known to yourself and this isn't the first time during the summer um, and you'll remember this I sent you a voicemail um, saying that I'm a, a big fan of Belgian football um, watch a lot of it uh, on the old uh, fire stick and there was a lad over there central midfielder called Casper uh, Denore we should be looking at um, and in that same voicemail and you'll know this because you, you, you never published this. I don't know if you'd listen to it or what. I said, what we need, I said in the close season, what we need is a goal-scoring centre-half, um, preferably on a free. Someone like Wes Harding. Um, and again, you know, you never put it out there for me. So I, I you know, I, I sound like a, an aftertime, don't I? But, you know, I want you to dig them voicemails up and, and publish them so everybody... In, uh, in, in the Millwall world um, can give me the respect I deserve. I was, um, I don't know if sceptical's the, the right word about Joe Edwards. Um, you know, I made my, my, my views known on the last podcast. I think he's very young. He lacks experience at this level, all of that stuff. Um, but as much as I was impressed with the performance today and unimpressed with... Sheffield Wednesday, have you ever seen a team defend like that? Send all 10 outfield players up for a, for a corner? Um, my overriding feeling was, what the fucking hell has Gary Rowett been doing? You know, it, how many times have we all said that Fleming needs to be involved in the game or he needs to get forward? How many, how many times have we all said that we need to keep the ball, we need to retain it a bit better? You know, all of that, Constant moaning, constant griping that everyone did. That you know, I'd got to the point where I didn't think we had any quality players at all. Um, 
because week in and week out, they just weren't showing any quality at all. And guess what? It was all in the coaching. It was it was all in Rowett's style. Now it is very very early days, and um, let, let's let's not go, get too high and. Maybe that will stop us getting too low if we do have a bit of a, a, a run of it. But clearly, the squad's bought into what he's trying to do. Um, and if there were any doubters in that squad, then a, a, a 4-0 win away from home um, is going to bring bring them all on board. Still not loving Ryan Longman. I know it sounds petty, but I'm I'm surprised he was in, in the side. He didn't do a great deal for me. But... You know, everybody else, you know, Denore is just absolutely class. Feminine, Fleming looked fantastic. Um, Brooke over there on the right. Um, yeah, really, really good. I really enjoyed it. I was really, really pleased to see it. And, you know, despite my scepticism about his, his lack of experience and age, um, I was never not going to get behind him. But... Um, yeah, um, lovely day, great day, 4-0 away from home. It, it don't get much better than that. I'll, um, I'll speak to you soon. Cheers, mate. Going to have to dig those messages out, Bill. I don't remember seeing those ones, mate. You know, I, well, I think I'm going to have to rename Bill Football Visionary based on, on those, that, that message um, because uh, clearly I've let, let one or two get past me in a style that Gary Rowett seems to have done with the likes of George Savile. And um, you know, playing misplaying of Zian Fleming, and arguably uh, where's Harding? Where's where's Dino? As we we may or may not christen him. Um, what was he doing? Um, I don't know. I've got to balance it with the the bit I said earlier on, really, Bill, about um, where we've finished in recent times. Albeit having been bored, you know, numbed, numbed by the the experience of going to Millwall. For the last couple of years, um, that's a high, that's a heavy price to pay, really. I, 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 I'm fighting a sense really that um, the the kind of result yesterday, four 0 at, at Hillsborough, with a team um, that is tentatively finding its way towards an attacking style, and that you know the style being my emphasised word there. Um, but we're kind of fumbling towards it like blind men playing um, a game that kids don't play anymore. They're all on like you know hyper violent uh, PS2 games now. But no one plays blind man's buff, which is a good old school English game of cruelty for any foreign listeners, um, where somebody would be uh, mock tied, uh, blinded in a sense, and have a, a, a handkerchief tied over their eyes. Most people, um, you know, mock them when they can't find whatever it is that they're looking for, uh, a prize of some sort. But I rather feel like that's, that's you know, there's a vindication, almost like your all of your rights and wrongs are being exposed in, in the divorce courts. Uh, or your, your, your rights, are being, you know, the things you said that were true are all kind of being dragged out in the divorce court now. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that analogy, listeners, but... Huge thank you to Bill. Um, and I always love. I might try and do a Bill Slack podcast, Bill Slack Visionary. Um, let's see where that goes. Anyway, next up, dear listeners, Matt Richards. Have a listen to Matt. Hi, Nick. Matt Richards. Um, wow, that was a good start. Um, that's more than I think anybody could have imagined, really. Uh, not going to get carried away. Um, hopefully no one will, uh, well, maybe one or two might, I don't know, but, um, 
yeah, it's, it's just kind of really good performance. Don't know how good we were really compared to how bad Sheffield Wednesday were because they were bad. But it doesn't really matter really. I think what's more important is that I wanted to go up there, get a good performance and hopefully a good result. And we definitely got both of those. Um, it's... It was just good to see the passing, um, positive passing, it was, especially in the midfield. Casper um, and Saville and you know, the link-up play with Fleming was really good. And um, you know, it's got to be good for the confidence in the team. OK, I think still we can do a bit better. I know we won 4-0, but we can do better in the final third. I thought there was a few goals we kind of left out there, really. Um, but that's fine. You know, so it will it'll come in time. We can't expect too much too soon. Um, I thought players-wise, I was really impressed with... Um, well, Harding, I thought, did well again. And Saville did well. And Kaspar, you know, those 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 three. I, I think Brooks getting better all the time. Norton Cuffey, um, you know, scoring that goal. What a goal, you know. It's brilliant finish. Um so it was, it was. I think it was a good performance all round. I think there's a couple of players you can kind of look at and you say like Longman. I like his attitude, but he just his decision making in the final third is uh, needs to be better. Really gets himself into good positions and nothing seems to come of them. Um, and Bradshaw, you know, he worked really hard, but you can kind of see that he's, he's touched sometimes. It just bounces off of him, which we need somebody up there who can kind of hold it a bit better. But you know, it's, it has to be over, overly critical, really. Um, it's just good to get that performance in. Uh, now we've got a couple of weeks before the next game, and who knows? You know, it's. Um, I think it's really positive. You know, it's it's good. For, I'm really pleased with Joe Edwards because I think if you start any new job, you want to start it well, because no yes naysayers can jump on, you know, a defeat or dodgy performance here, there, and everywhere. So I'm really pleased for him because that's really good. Hopefully, it just starts building some momentum. Um, and who knows where that could take us. So, yeah, excellent. And uh, well done to everybody going up there. I bet you had a fantastic journey back. You know, it's about time um, we had some uh, nice journeys. I know we've been doing all right away from, um, but, you know, a lot of fans travel a long way up north. Um, so you deserve that. So well done That's all the fans that travelled up there. So, yeah, very good stuff. Come on, you Lions. Cheers, mate. I don't know about you, dear listeners. I'm getting going to get carried away. I'm going to treat myself to getting a bit carried away because all you find yourself doing is, um, you know, managing people's expectations. But for the minute, I'm going to get carried away. Um, great, great result. You can't argue with that. You can only beat who's in front of you and all the rest of it. Um, as far as um, the the changes, I was trying to explain to my wife when we were having lunch. Um, I think I was boring her by this stage talking about Millwall, dear listeners, but I tried to explain that um, the big change, the big Joe Edwards revolution, will largely consist of passing to the men in blue shirts, you know, in yesterday's case, the men in orange shirts, um, which uh, made a snort, snort with derision. Um, so a big thank you there to, to Matt. Um, let's move along now. We've got, let's have Joe in Chicago, who I picture sending this message with a, a martini sour in some downtown speakeasy type bar. Let's have a listen to Joe. Joe from Chicago here. <laughs> ah, Millwall, baby. 
Woo, Sheffield Wednesday are terrible. Whew, I genuinely kind of feel for their fans. They they deserve better. But what a day for the Lions. Joe Edwards, what a way to start. You can't lose to a crappy team in your first match. And boy, did the Lions come out fighting for him. Goals on goals on goals. I want that George Savile goal played every pre-match at the Den. Sensational. Couldn't ask for anything better. Come on, you Lions. I love it. Ryan Leonard gets some minutes. Essay, Imaku. This team will stay in the championship. We've got a very strong side. I like the way these guys are fighting for Joe Edwards. Let's go. And that Joe. Joe's a good name. Highly recommend. Uh, these Joes in the world seem to be doing all right. Either way, come on, you Lions. Cheers. Sending you all the best. And hope everyone's doing well. Millwall baby, that sounds like I don't know why it puts me in mind of a a kind of a Las Vegas style gangster novel uh, titled Millwall Baby um, with someone like um, Sharon Stone playing a mole or something, uh, maybe De Niro playing a, a wizened, a kind of a hardened gambler at the table. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Big thank you, Joe from Chicago. There um, sent via. The miracle is is X Twitter. If you want to contribute to the show, listeners, you can do it one or two ways. One is you can follow Joe's lead there and send me a direct message on Twitter, X, uh, X Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Um, we go to direct messages. There's a little sound um, option in the bottom right-hand corner of the direct messages. My messages are open. I take messages from all sorts of people, one from... Um, a, a very charming young lady from uh, from from the Ukraine yesterday, offering all sorts of um, services. I can't really charge it to the podcast though, because all of our um, you know all of our profits go to the Lions Food Hub, so I wasn't able to to um, take her up on a kind offer. Some of which were quite eye opening. Um, so yeah, do do send me messages. I really appreciate it. Love Joe's work from Chicago. Um, Let's have a listen to another one now. Also sent to me via Twitter. Um, if you have, oh, oh, they have a method. <laughs> you can you can direct message me on Twitter, as I've said, or if you've got my mobile number, you can WhatsApp me as well. I'm I'm very open to taking WhatsApp messages, so just give me a shout, and we'll exchange numbers on 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 Twitter. Anyway, let's have another listen to one now. Simon, Mister Hedge Pig, also via the X. Have a listen to Simon. Hi Nick, um, Simon Fay here, um, aka Mister Hedge Pig One on X. Um, just calling in with my thoughts on today's game. Well, what a difference four training sessions make. Amazing what happens when you don't lump a ball up to a striker that's five foot nine and you actually pass defeat. You actually score goals, you create chances. It's amazing, it's a miracle. I know it's only Sheffield Wednesday, they're bottom of the league. They are today are pony. However, all the people who are moaning at two o'clock about the team and what you know, oh this person's plan, this person's plan, and this person's plan is like, well, it's just a Barrett team. Oh, it's just a Rowett team. And people need to get a grip, mate. He's playing with what he's got, and he's allowing them to actually play football. And today showed if you actually allow this team to play football, they can win football matches. <sighs> Gary Rabbit, who? The king is dead. Long live the king. Anyway, onwards and upwards. Nice winter going into the national break. 
the head coach can now get hold of the players, have them for 10 days, drill them a little bit better, and then on to Coventry. Anyway, come on you Lions. Thank you, Simon. Yeah, a miracle, mate. A miracle on Zampa Road that if you retain possession, don't give it back to your opponents with, who often uh, exploit their pace and skill. If you keep the football yourself, pass it, perhaps, as we've said already, as I told Mrs Hart. Pass it to the men in blue shirts or your orange shirts. Um, you know, it makes life a bit easier and more difficult for your opponents. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how the... The period ahead, and we're talking about what um, after the, uh, the the international break. We're going to talk about December, really December fixture. So there's a lot of football to be played in that Christmas period, um, and that'll be largely speaking, I'd guess, the development and improvement, such as is possible, of the squad as it exists at the moment. There'll be one or two that would expect to um, really benefit from that. Others mightn't be able to. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see who does and who doesn't come along. Um, I'm also going to be really interested, Simon, to see what the um, impact of the January transfer window, possibly the loan market, because you know we, we unless we can shift some out, I don't know. We'll see. But um, you know we've said it a few times now, um, and Joe Edwards's contact book is stacked with the very, very best in the game, listeners. You know, um, the like he's worked with the likes of Thomas Tuchel, who now is. Um, you know, Bayern Munich's manager. It's, it's going to be an interesting uh, period to see what happens and if we can get some talent in that will give us a, a, a chance to really um, move it forward. We'll see. Let's, uh, I, I said earlier on, let's not get our hopes up. Um, I was just about to dampen expectation, but fuck it, I'm going to go for getting my hopes up. Um, last one on the X uh, messages will be Craig Jones. Have a listen to Craig. Anyway, we're going to win the league. Come on. No, 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 no seriously. Um, that was, oh, that was amazing. You imagine what it's like not having pie mash for like three years or more. And then you get served it. And my God, it hits that sweet spot in absolutely the right ways. Great performance. As Joe Edwards was keeping to his word, we were keeping on the front foot. We were positive. We had a high press, lots of energy, um, a lot of balls going right through Zian Fleming, and he was being used not quite like a forward, but but again, not quite like a number 10. It was hard to describe kind of what he was doing, um, but a lot went through him. Words can't describe how good that goal from Savile was. That was excellent. Um, Murray Wallace putting away Wes Harding turning into the goal machine that... We all, come on, we all knew he was going to be scoring goals for us, didn't we? <laughs> didn't we? And BNC scoring a GOAL and his first for us. So, so many ticks in the box so far for Joe Edwards and, and the revolution that he is overseeing right now. And if we wanted to start the right way, we could not have started in in a better fashion. Um <laughs> don't don't get me wrong. Sheffield Wednesday had a few chances, but they're an absolute basket case of a football club. They are cannon fodder. They are just the <laughs> the drizzling shits in the championship. But um, it's good to know that you know. In terms of talking the talk, that was walking the walk there from from Joe Edwards and and Andy Myers and and their setup and the way that the club is moving. And I know you, Nick, and and Fizz were talking about how this feels like a like 
we seem to be moving in in a direction that is revolutionary and evolutionary for the club. And you know, I yeah, I'm just super excited about what's to come. Um, we fear no phone, all that, but yay, three points. Good stuff from Craig. Um, just thinking about this revolution thing, and and you know what, what does it mean, and how will the club progress? Because something occurred to me just I was looking through the. Um, I sound like I'm fixated on Steve Kavanagh's notes, and I, I find a worrying amount that I am fixated on Steve Kavanagh's notes published on the the club website every day. But something that um, a few have picked up on is the need for the club to make money. Now that's going to be uh, transactional, selling players at the right time. That might be a painful thing to get used to, because we're going to have to produce the talent internally, and we you know we we, we keep talking about our talent. Um, that may mean selling at the right price at the right time. A la Brentford, um, who who did this model over many, many years. So you have to be patient. Um, and you also have to get ready for some painful um, decisions at certain points. Because I don't think we've ever been terribly good at selling our players. Um, it always has to be slightly um, dragged out a little bit. And I think we have to be a bit more ruthless. And that goes for us both managerially and administratively and it sounds like that's where the club wants to get to because uh, Kavanaugh's notes made the point that Joe Edwards has signed on to this so you know you find talent you have to sell it to hopefully bring in more um, but we as a fan base are going to have to accept that uh, that's the way that the modern game works you you find your talent you hopefully sell it at a, a big profit um, and then at some point we can launch HMS pissing the league as, as, as many have, have speculated on online um so yeah big thank you craig um big changes ahead exciting times exciting times i'm going to close the show out now with our final two messages i'm going to play one after the other um so i'm going to say good night to you and uh go and have my dinner now dear listeners so i'm going to play you out now with rob abbott from dublin and then we're going to follow that with the message we started the show with which was uh, jim littler's fantastic live comments and footage at Hillsborough yesterday so first up is going to be Rob and then we'll play out with Jim I'm going to say to you Arrivederci Millwall thank you for listening to the show do keep the voicemail sending I love doing these shows it's great to hear from everybody big thank you to everyone that's contributed and don't forget to have a look at the punditgames.co.uk board game because that way you expand your football knowledge and you can be all erudite when you send me your voicemails anyway let's have a listen to Rob and then Jim thank you for listening Evening, Nick. Rob Abbott here. Well, well, well. What a joy that was to watch. Uh, brilliant entertainment. I thought the intent that we showed on and off the ball uh, was fantastic throughout. Yes, there was a, some time in the second half where, where Sheffield Wednesday uh, got on top for a little while. But yeah, that's to be expected when we're away from home against a championship team, no matter where they are in the table. But overall, yeah, beautiful. Uh, loved it. Let's not get carried away. It's the first game. But uh, yeah, the players were on it. Casper Denor, I thought, was absolutely outstanding. Uh, there was a, a few others as well that, that put in excellent performances. So, uh, yeah. Excited to see what Joe Edwards can do. He's got two weeks with the team now before our next game, albeit some of them will be away on international duty. Uh, let's see what happens with our next game. Uh, need to turn around home form and 
onwards and upwards. Forgot to add Nick, albeit I did uh, tag you on a, a tweet. My uh, one-year-old son, unfortunately, has been a bit sick. Uh, he wasn't as excited about the football that was on show today uh, compared to his dad. He fell asleep after just four minutes of the uh, start of Joe Edwards' reign. I saw that photo, Rob. Yeah, big shout out to Riley. He looks like he's in a happy place though, mate. So big shout out to, to Riley there. So nice nice stuff there from Rob. Um, anyway, this is the final message now. This is going to come from Jim Littler and it's going to play us out for today. So um, hopefully this will wake up Riley out there in Dublin. There we go, Nick. What a performance here up at Hillsborough. Joe Edwards, new era. Absolutely superb, mate. Right from the first minute, really, we were proper on it, I thought, today. Everyone turning forward, looking forward, looking to make chances. 4-0. Unbelievable. Listen to that, boys. Fifteen hundred Millwall fans going to be happy going back down the M1 or on the train today. Superb, mate! Absolutely superb. Two weeks now to work with them. Bring it on! the players had had some good training this week with Joe. They all seem to know what they wanted to be doing. Absolutely superb performance. I'd have took a 1-0. Gary Rowett, mate, you had these players, you didn't know what to do. Here we go. As I say, he's got two weeks now to work with the boys till the next game. What a great start, though. Come on, you Lions! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.